We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. You speak it, and it establishes it in your spirit, in your heart. See, it won't work in your head. There's a lot of people tried that. Ah, well, they just say it and say it. Well, I said it 300 times, and it didn't come to pass. Well, all they had is a formula. They didn't have the principle. Jesus said, as you've believed, so shall it be. And faith cometh by what? Hearing. It did not say that faith cometh by reading. It said faith cometh by hearing. And to hear it has to be spoken. And Paul brings it into the right perspective when he says, the word is nigh you. The promise of God is as close to you as getting it in your mouth and in your heart. There's a difference in a principle and a formula. Now, when I was... A little boy, why, me and my brother was standing out one day, and we was watching birds. Birds would light on the barn. And we got to watching them, and my brother said, uh, have you noticed that all they do is they jump, and they flap their wings, and they fly? He said, if we had wings, we could fly. <laughs> boy, I'll tell you, it sounds good to me. He said, I'll just make us some wings. So he went in the house, and he made a set of wings. It looked perfectly good wings to a five-year-old boy, you know, I mean. <laughs> and we had an argument. He was going to fly down to our cousin's house, and he was going to land on their barn. See? <laughs> and now I wanted to go first. Now, a perfectly good set of wings, what it was was two shoebox lids with string tied around them, you know. Now, there was not any doubt in our mind, in our carnal mind, that we were going to fly. I could see him in my mind's eye. I could see him flying, and I didn't want him to go first. I wanted to go first. Well, he said it was my idea, so I'm going first. So he climbed up on the barn. <laughs> he intended to get on top of it, but he got cold feet about that, so he got on his low eve, and he decided to jump off it, and he jumped. And he hit the ground thud. Now, he's laying there flat on his back, and I run over, and I look down at him. I said, buddy, why didn't you flop your wings? <laughs> he said, I didn't have time. <laughs> I said, well, let me have them. I know I can do it. Now, brother, there was nothing wrong with my believing. Anytime a five-year-old boy climbs on the barn and jumps off with a set of shoebox wings... He really believes he's going to fly. <laughs> so there wasn't anything wrong with my believing, but I had the principle wrong. See, that's what's happened to a lot of people. They get the principle wrong. All they got is the formula. See, we had the formula. They jump and they flap their wings. But there was more to it than that. Well, I got up there, and I had on a new pair of overalls. They hadn't been him. They were just a little long. <laughs> When I jumped, those overalls hung on a nail. <laughs> now, I had plenty of time to flap my wings, <laughs> but I'm inverted. I'm hanging by my breeches leg. And I flopped, and I flapped, and I flopped, and I flapped, but I did not fly. <laughs> there wasn't anything wrong with what I believed. I mean, I was believing all right. I mean, what I believed was wrong. <laughs> My believing was all right, but it was believing the wrong principle. And sometimes that's what happens to people. 
They get the formula, and they don't get the principle of the matter. See, it won't happen just because you say it. But saying it is involved in causing it to happen. I decreed that I had abundance and no lack, that my body was healed when I was sick and hurting, had ulcers, weird holes in my stomach, <laughs> you know. And I confessed, I'm healed by the stripes. I wasn't trying to convince anybody else I was healed. I was trying to establish it to myself. What I'm doing, I'm calling for the thing I don't have. See, people say, how can you say you're healed when you're hurt? That's all the more reason you ought to say it. See, I'm calling for what I don't have. It's like the guy calling the dog. He's not calling the dog because he's there. He's calling him because he's not there. If he's there, he wouldn't want to call him. So the reason I'm calling for healing is because I'm not healed. See, and people get it mixed up. They think that calling things are not as though they were, is denying what exists. But no, that's not right. See, I don't deny what exists. I deny its right to exist in my body. It doesn't have a right to exist there. So I call for the thing that God promised me. If he promised me healing, I'm calling for it. I'm speaking it as though it were done. I'm calling things that are not as though they were. See, they're not manifest. That's the reason I'm calling them. Now, when they're manifest, you don't need to call them. Isn't that simple? I mean, does that make sense to you? But you see, now, how can people get their minds so twisted that they think, well, you just got to say it like it is? Well, that means if you're sick, you're going to always stay sick. Then. I mean, you have to establish that to yourself. See, there's no power in denying that you're sick. I mean, if you could get healed from the flu by saying, I don't have the flu, you might die with an ingrowing toenail or something else or cancer or something. So that's not the answer. The answer is to call for what God has promised, call it until it comes. And when God's promise comes, it nullifies what exists. Let me show it to you in another scripture here in 1 Corinthians. I guess I've kind of rambled tonight, but I hope, I've helped you. I hope I hadn't hurt you. <laughs> in 1 Corinthians, uh, first chapter, verse 27 and 28. Paul says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and has chosen weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not. Not what? Not manifest. You can't see them. You can't feel them. You can't touch them. You can't taste them. They're not in the natural realm. He has chosen things that are not to bring to naught things that are. In other words, the things that are manifest in your life, that are not what you want, that are not according to the Word of God, then you can take the spiritual force, a power force that is not manifest, that you can't see, feel, touch, or taste, and you can nullify what exists. See, if you go to Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Come down to verse 3. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. And it was not made out of things that do appear. See, the world was not made out of things that do appear. In other words, things that are apparent to the eye was not made out of that. It was made out of faith-filled words. So the faith, I call faith the divine energy of God. It's God's energy. It's stored in His Word. It has the ability to cause the manifestation of everything that He's promised in His Word, if you get it inside you. Every promise in this book, God's already said yes to. Paul said, our preaching was not yea and nay. But he said, all the promises of God are yes and amen. I mean, if it's in there, 
if it's a promise for us today, see, then he's already said yes to it. We're not trying to talk God into it. So what we do is call for it. Second Peter chapter 1. Peter said, God has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's already done it. There's nothing that pertains to life and godliness that God has not supplied for us. According as his divine power. What is his divine power? His word hath given unto us. See, his divine power, which is his divine word, hath given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So that's the way he gave it, through this exceeding great and precious promises. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's not a matter of God doing anything about it. It's a matter of us calling into manifestation the things that are not seen. You call for it. If it's not there, you call for it. You call it into manifestation. You speak to it. Try and sell your car. Pray over it. Ask God to send you a buyer and start calling it sold. Car, I'm calling you sold. Woo, somebody likes the way your headlights shine. <laughs> they like the way your windows roll up and down. I'm calling you sold. Somebody said, well, their car's not sold. I know it. That's the reason I'm calling it. How in the world can you say it's sold? Why in the world would you say it's sold? That's all the more reason you ought to say it's sold. You're calling it. See, it hadn't sold yet. That's the reason you're calling it. I had a guy write me from Kansas. He said, I was traveling across Kansas and I picked up your radio broadcast. He said, I'd been trying to sell my car for two weeks. He said, I'd prayed and I was asking the Lord. I said, Lord, why is it that I haven't sold my car? I prayed and believed you and all that. And he said, I was all the time tuning the radio, trying to get a radio broadcast, and your broadcast came in. And he said, the first words you said, I can tell you why your car hadn't sold. You hadn't talked to it. <laughs> now, he said, if you don't think that'll get your attention, you ask God a question and the radio answers it, you know. <laughs> and he said, it didn't take me long to start calling my car sold. And he said, I sold it the next week. Now, somebody might say, well, that's just a coincidence. Well, I've had a lot of those coincidences happen in the last several years. Folks, I found out that Jesus knew what he was talking about. He didn't just say these things to make up stories to put in the Bible. <laughs> Whosoever shall say to the sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, he said it would obey them if you had faith as a seed. The problem is there's a many people that don't have faith as a seed. They say, well, I wouldn't say that. Well, you don't have faith as a seed. Well, I wouldn't talk to my car, you don't have faith as a seed. I wouldn't talk to my house, you don't have faith as a seed. See, these things Jesus taught are practical for everyday life. They're not just to be used in church. They'll work in everyday life. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us. We've been talking all this week about the law of faith, and this is the last day for CD offer number 7246. It's called the law of faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. And we talk about the law of faith and how to apply it in circumstances of your life. In 2 Corinthians 4th chapter, the Apostle Paul says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. He says, We also believe and therefore speak. Now this is the way faith works. 
And Jesus tells us how faith works in many different places because he said in Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Notice he didn't say to the mountain, you're getting bigger. He didn't want you dealing with it and making it bigger. He said, Whosoever shall say, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, doubt not in your heart, believe what you say and it'll come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Why? Because it's a law. Now, some people may not believe it. They might not act on it. But it's still the law. We see Jesus, when the storm came on the lake, when he had just preached the parable of the sower and was about to swamp the boat, they woke him up and told him what the devil said, we're all going to drown. And he got up to the front of the boat and he looked out in the face of that storm and said, peace. Now, there was no peace, but then there was. What's he doing? He's operating on the law of faith, that you can have what you say if you believe and doubt not in your heart. Believe what you're saying will come to pass. Now, notice. He spoke to the wind. He got rid of the wind first because that's what was calling the waves. Then he said to the waves, be still. Now, did he get what he said? Absolutely. Hadn't been for that, they'd have swamped. And some of you can calm the storms in your life the same way. Learn to speak the language of faith and learn to confess the word of God till you believe and doubt not in your heart and believe what you're saying will come to pass. Jesus always called things that were not as though they were until they were. And he's the one that taught Abraham to do that. Oh, blessed be God. I talk myself happy. <laughs> That's offer number 7246, the law of faith. Two CDs, $15, plus $4 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.